This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to another episode of Jamming with Jason. Hey, uh, today I am really excited because I'm going to talk with Jeffrey Edwards or Jeff Edwards, and uh, he's actually from Detroit. And so y'all know how much I love music. And so Detroit, obviously famous for music over the years, you know, Detroit Rock City, but also Motown, R&B, everything else that has come out of that great city. And uh, I'm excited to talk with Jeff, who is in my opinion, a fabulous musician who's also living in Detroit. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of his music, uh, as well as kind of some of the creative process behind it. Um, I was lucky enough to be on his podcast a little while ago and uh, just couldn't resist having him on my podcast as well. So with that, everybody sit back, throw in your headphones, relax as we get into this week's episode that's rolling now. You are jamming with Jason Mefford, where you hear inspiring interviews with some amazing people. Some are famous, some may seem ordinary, and they are all doing extraordinary things to positively change the world. Sometimes it's just you and me having an intimate and authentic conversation about how you can change the world around you and rewrite the story of your life by being more authentic, accepting and loving yourself more, and spreading love to others. Since really, all you need is love. And what the world needs now is love, sweet love. We discuss all aspects of self-improvement, growth, and so much more. Great content, insightful advice that's practical and helpful to anyone that listens. You're always eager to come back for more and share with your friends and family since you learn something in every episode. So sit back and enjoy the easy listening while you feel seen and heard in this informative, authentic, and entertaining podcast. Now, Let's roll that beautiful podcast footage. All right, Jeff, I'm excited to have you here, man. <laughs> it's uh, oh man, it's good. I've been I've been like totally geeking out. I mean, we talked, we did a recording in your podcast a week or two ago, no, uh-huh. and then I went and listened to some of your music, and I've literally been geeking out, looking forward to this interview uh, for a while now. So appreciate that. <laughs> so thank you thank you that that oh, you're gonna change life man it's good music well it's yeah, music changes lives right i mean and, and i want to get in and i want to talk about that because music has changed your life it's helped save your life oh yeah i think yeah. as well right that we'll get into in a little bit deeper and um i know it has for me as well right so you're my brother <laughs> you're my musical brother and um i'm i'm just grateful to be to be talking to you today. And I know, you know, as, as part of it, I wanted to kind of go through, cause I know you had an album that came out uh, this last year, JLE world. Um, mm-hmm. I've, listened, I've listened to some of the tracks off of that. So we, I want to get into that a little bit too, but okay. 
maybe just take 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 a minute and kind of introduce yourself to people because um you've got a pretty interesting background too right and and yet music has kind of flown through the whole thing as well right so so give people a little a little background on yourself you know who you, who you are how you've kind of gotten to this point okay um i'm a author musician and ceo and host of middle ground with jole llc yeah podcast but we treat you like family Show dedicated help people find their purpose by interviewing a lot of amazing individuals through all career fields. And I'm going to start doing other components, talk about the other topics, sports, politics, entertainment, whatever. Give the entertainment value to the show. Yep. Graduated from Wayne State, Mike Ellis School of Business, class of 2020. I've been doing music since I was, since the night my father passed, January 6, 1991. I listened to the wine as a friend and that kind of helped me when they kind of put me in a vibe to make music to help others. And over the years, I've been trying to hone how to write, create. And eventually I started to get to studios in Millennium. First song I ever did sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it usually does, right? I mean, come on. And, who, who writes a hit the first time, right? I mean, come on. I had like four styles going at once, but I was my idol baby face. Like, I'm I'm that dude. You couldn't tell me nothing. My homeboys clowning me. Man, y'all hating the girl I was talking to at the town. Like, she got my back. I played for her. She's like, nah, this sucks. Like, <laughs> Dang. Now I'm here from the fella. Like, we try to tell you, even she told you it sucks. Like, all right, y'all, y'all ain't y'all don't know the dead I don't know. But I'll take it, I'll take it to account. Cause my baby and Tab did say it sucks, so I gotta listen. Like she's a female, they always listen to music, so she know look. But I ain't let the homie just clown me, just be winning. Like nah, I got y'all don't know, you know whatever. But I started learning about the third time I went, cause I was going to a studio in Oak Park with a classmate. That the mid middle millennium, I was going for music management, and I met my producer Lauren, who was a great dude. They kind of let me figure out what my style was and what to do. And the song on my first album, Mental Thoughts, which it wasn't a country song when I first recorded it, but I fell asleep with my producer now throwing music, was mixing it, but it still came out cool. So I left it on the first album, The JLD Experience. I love country music too. I love all of it. Mm -hmm. And it started showing me that, okay, you know the type of way the approach of what you do, but I had to start learning how to do the verses. Because Babyface was my person I looked up to because I saw the meat and potatoes of the song was his chorus. Yep. But the verses had to get you there. So yeah. I had to learn, well, you do gotta sing the verses or rap it to get there. I was just trying to just skip the step. Just let me just start doing the chorus because. I love boys and men, so I always wanted to have a singing group. So in my mind, when I do the choruses and I do the layering, that's my group harmony. <laughs> there you go. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, come on, babyface and boys to men. Yeah, those are some good yeah. good dudes to look up to, right? I mean, as far as oh, yeah. a musical perspective. Oh man, classic dudes. Well, and, it, it, it's it's interesting because I was going to say because you know when you're talking about babyface, right? Is 
is a lot of musicians the the, the key component are the verses mm-hmm. and the chorus ends up kind of being a transition to the next verse right mm-hmm. where you're where you're saying babyface was more kind of flip around like the verses get you to the chorus instead of the yeah. other the other way That's around how, right? I, I could be wrong because i never talked to him maybe one day i can interview him but that was my interpretation to listening because the word that he would put in the chorus was in depth like it seemed like he building you up to get here because you're going to brainwash people because you always remember the chorus. So yeah, if you, you put what you're really trying to say in the chorus, the people are going to get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I haven't, haven't thought about it that way, but that's it is kind of interesting. And I know it's like you brought up the country music because I wanted to, you know, we'll go through, we'll listen to a couple of your songs mm-hmm. I think, as we go through this because I, I want people to experience your music too so they can go out and buy it. Right, because I want them to go Appreciate buy your that. music. Um, but I think there's there's a lot of power in your music, and I and I love too. You know, like that you you've got some different styles on there, <laughs> right? Which which I love, and and that's why, like I said, I mean, it's the, <clears throat> I mean, come on, most most musicians, yeah, they're they kind of have their little lane that they play in mainly. Mm-hmm. But I haven't met. A, a professional musician who doesn't love all kinds of music and take inspiration from all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so I love seeing that. And one of the, one of the songs that I want to play, uh, you know, later on was when I first started listening to it, I'm like, what am I listening to his album or is this something else? And then it's like, boom, you hit and go into it. And I'm like, damn, that was good. That was good. So we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, in a little bit too, but I wanted to ask you because I know you said, you know, you, you really started kind of getting into music in 1991 mm-hmm. when your father passed. Yeah. Right? So, so maybe let's, let's talk about there and go there if, if, if you're comfortable with that, because, you know, we all experience things like this in our life. Mm-hmm. Right? My mother's passed. I've had death has come to my family a lot. Right. Mm-hmm. I've had siblings die, you know, brother-in-laws, uncles, grandparents, everybody. Right. A lot of people in my life have died. And I think, you know, most people listening can relate to that. Right. Most people yeah. have people close to them who have died. But, you know, what was it about that experience or how did music kind of help you through that time? Well, what I realized is that the night when it happened, I was playing my G.I. Joe's for people. I love G.I. Joe's, yeah. Back yeah. in the 90s. Uh-huh. I should have kept that stuff. I could have sold it, man. It was worth a lot of money now. <laughs> man, man, I, I missed out. And he stopped breathing. I'm like, he ain't moving at the time. His leg was jacked up. But him to be kind of on the down end, if you grab his leg, he swung goes. I'm like, y'all say, my dad all jacked up, but touch his leg, that, that left hook coming. So I'm moving it, and he wasn't doing it. I'm like, okay, y'all got to come in here, man, because this ain't something right. So they come in here. They try to give them CPR. They called it ambulance. They came. They took them. And I realized, like, hopefully God can come on through for us the, the way they take it because they had him when he was younger, so they got all the memories of conversation, going to sporting events. So they was really freaking out. I'm like, at the time, I'm trying to console my sister before they came home. I think it was maybe 2 or 3 o'clock that morning. 
There wasn't no one speaking. So I'm like, okay, is he dead? Is he in the hospital? What's the verdict? And then my mom fell out in my sister's room, like, oh, he gone. My brother was beating up the car in the yard. Older brother was throwing something. My sister was crying. I'm like, wow, well, I'm kind of thinking like, you know, I still got graduate high school. Yeah. <laughs> this sucks that he's gone, but don't forget about your boy. <laughs> but I, I'm processing all this and realizing your childhood is over with now because you got to figure out how to be a man because the way your family is leaning, they're not taking it well. And they kind of forget it. You still got the youngest who got to graduate high school. So I stopped. I remember going into my room. I had the old school red and yellow tape deck radio. <laughs> that might seem foreign to people in 2023. <laughs> I, rem- I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I had the whiners. Was the they tape that came out that Teddy Riley produced back then. And a friend was my song. So I just kept playing the friend, playing with my toys again, just kept playing it all night, and it gave me comfort. Mm-hmm. And so from that point, music became my, my sanctuary. Even though I never told a lot of people, like, I'm writing songs or whatever, it became very personal. So it started that journey of, you escape to music as I learned to figure out life on my own because it truly did unfortunately happen where it's like metaphorically speaking, everybody went in their own little world to deal with my father's death and closed the door behind me. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, well, oh well, God, you say you got me. I got music now. I want to be an engineer, so I'm figuring this thing out. And then saw the, the gangs, the dope dealers trying to recruit me. I'm a nerd. I'm trying to get to school and get my degree. I don't know about that street stuff, but I'm good. And I always kept running to music, but I write a song or I listen to Babyface or Voice Men. I really went into Tupac when he first came out. I, oh, I, like, I like him. I like him too. Yeah. Yeah. My cousin told me like he's gonna be a star. I'm like, this dude singing on the same song right like, now, whatever. <laughs> No, you know, he would. He, he, if he if he hadn't my been, cousin, he, he would have been huge, huge, huge. Yep, he, yeah, my cousin knew something. Cause when I heard yeah. Brothers Got a Baby, I'm like, wow, yeah, that's a song. You could put a story together like that, like wow, okay. Keep that in mind when you start writing. Cause I do like I started learning to like rap. I was strictly the put a put a suit on, get a rose, and just be singing. I don't like no rap, but as I started getting older, getting heartbroken, like, okay, I'll stay in rap a little bit now. <laughs> well, yeah, you were, you were trying to go into more like the boys to men kind of a, of, yeah. a, of a mold, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. But Tupac became that that anchor as, as I kept getting older. I wrote my first song, eighth grade year, front and back. I think it was called Our Love. I was telling everybody in my class, I wrote a song, they're like, but it's two pages. Man, I don't care. I wrote a song. What you talking about? Give me my profits. <laughs> I love that these streets, man. Bro, what I got to do to prove something to you people? I wrote a song. Yep. Like, hey, y'all geek, what's wrong with you? Like, y'all don't get it. So I started learning, like, okay, well, this would be like a 10-hour song, Jeff. You can't be right front and back. You got to, well, listen to Babyface. His song is three minutes. Okay. You got to shorten this. Mm-hmm. I started, I would. Because that's when you could buy the tapes and look through who wrote it, 
that was the thing I did a lot to see who wrote it, who produced it, who arranged, who sung it. And I would know it's like, well, I want to do all that. I mean, that to me, it was a complete musician. If you look on who did everything, and they just keep saying Babyface. Like, I want to do that if I make a song. Yeah, I don't know how was, to do it. He was writing, producing, do performing, doing everything on his stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember I started getting better at writing songs about 11th grade. By that time, I started looking at, you're going to graduate in 96. Your dad not going to be there, so I don't want to think about that. So let me smoke some weed. Let me drink. Spoiler alert, dad don't help you people. He still didn't see me graduate. <laughs> I still get depressed. So don't turn in no drugs. None to deal with your issue. Go seek help or talk to somebody. Real talk. Mm-hmm. That was just wasting my time. Then my mom, because I looked like him, we didn't really get along. So she would always, I guess in her way of trying to help me, putting me down, thinking that it made me be motivated to do better. But I have my own ego. So to me, I didn't need that. But I somewhat understood. But there were some days where hearing the words that you ain't going to do this, this and that, whatever, it would hurt. So that led to a week of attempted suicide. I would go in there, get a knife, put it to my wrist, and, man, they wouldn't care if I do it. But God will work with you where you are. And at that time, Me Against the World came out, and I played that CD to death. (laughs) I think I had to get another because I scratched it. And God would say, man, put that down and go play Tupac. And that would give me comfort. So I, I never tried that again. I would just always play Tupac if I just felt really down. Or Babyface, Boy Spin, or other artists that I like to not go do that. You know? Yeah, well, no, I mean, hearing you just talk about that, Jeff, mm-hmm. it's like, holy shit, man. I mean, I mean, you just, I, I just, I just want to recap a little bit for people who are listening to this because, I mean, you, you've obviously kind of processed a lot of this stuff well, because to be able to talk about those experiences that you went through in somewhat of a matter of factly way, right, means that you kind of processed and healed and moved through a lot of this stuff, right? I mean. Mm-hmm. You, you, you were a little kid still. I mean, you were still in high school or just going into high school when your dad dies in front of you, yeah. right? He died yeah. in front of you. Yeah, he did. <laughs> you know, you had the rest of your family, like you said, retreating. You know, your brother was out beating on the car or whatever. I mean, there was every person was kind of processing things their own way and you were kind mm-hmm. of left on your own right yeah to to try to deal with this and you turn to music now you know and again i mean i i saw your gpa and your college degree and everything else right but i mean how how many how many young men that would have been or were in your same situation chose to let the gangs or the drug dealers or, you know, find solace in those other places and kind of go down a completely different path, right? But but you chose, you consciously chose, right, to actually, nope, I'm going to college, I'm getting a degree, I'm a smart kid, I'm going to turn to music, 
right? And it's, and it's, I mean, literally music has saved your life in a couple of different ways already, right? And, and I love women, Jay. Huh? And what? I love women. Ain't no women in prison, so you ain't talking <laughs> True that. True that. Yeah, yeah. Or they're in a different prison. Shooting at somebody, Rob, I'm gonna go to jail. Ain't no women there. No, I'm I'm not going there. There's no women there. (laughs) And the drug dealers, the gays will laugh like you did some um I love women, bro. Just read me a book, just be in my presence. What you talking about ain't nothing that over there. I'm cool. (laughs) I'll be a nerd, I'm short and fat, but that's cool. I get taught, I work out. But I can talk to any female in this classroom, and you got to worry about this dude trying to get you, that dude trying to shoot you. I ain't got to worry about that. I got to worry about doing homework. Yeah, I got other stuff I'm dealing with, processing my, go figuring out manhood out my dad, but I ain't got no problem. Because I'm going to talk to females. She's going to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. But you, you you go ahead with all the half for it. And some of them died, went to jail. If they got out of it, like, man, I should listen to you. Like, dude. There's no trouble at school. What's wrong with you? Yeah, telling you the whole time, right? Well, no, because it's in and and I think too, you know, like you said, that you kept, you know, when when you had those because I know this happens to a lot of people, right? Where where, you know, you said your mom was kind of putting you down and and I think Mm -hmm. sometimes parents do that sometimes because they're hurting, right? And and Mm -hmm. they just don't know how else to deal with it. I think sometimes parents do it because like you were kind of inferring, I think sometimes parents think that by being tough on a kid like that, that they're actually helping him to become stronger. Right. I know there is just old Johnny Cash song, a girl named Sue. <laughs> I don't know okay. if you ever, you ever, if you ever heard that song, a girl named Sue. And it's like, it's about this guy who's, whose dad leaves him. And, but before he leaves him, he names him Sue. Right. Mm. So this poor kid had to grow up with the name Sue. So he'd get beat up all the time. And he's like, I'm going to go find that son of a bitch that that named me Sue and I'm going to kill him. Right. But (laughs) anyway, at the end of the song, the the dad was kind of like, yeah, you know, I know I wasn't a good dad, but I named you Sue because I know it would make you strong. Right. Mm. (laughs) But anyway, (laughs) we digress. We digress. Right. (laughs) So but but you know that a lot of times those getting treated that way does lead us to feel like we'd be better off not here right mm-hmm. and i and i know you know you express some of those feelings i've had some of those same feelings at different points in my life right where i would i would look at it i was pretty low and i would think you know what i'm worth more dead than i am alive mm-hmm. and i would mm-hmm. contemplate you know things like that um, I would shake myself out of it, you know, just like you shook yourself out of it with yeah. with music. Um, with music, and I developed my own personality to hype me up, an ego that I called the greatest man alive. And so I was you like create, created an alter ego. Yeah, they like you, greatest man alive. Like yeah, because if I put my mind to it, ain't nothing I can't achieve. So yeah, I'm the greatest man alive. You the greatest woman alive. So, why, yeah, that's why I'm that guy. As I got older, you shouldn't have to say that. But that was like my little way of, okay, you got this negative. You that dude, Jeff. Boom with everybody's hand. You put, you put the work in, you can do anything. Mm-hmm. You just got to grind. You'll figure it out. And that kind of got me through a lot of stuff that I didn't know that I did hurt. Because, like, okay, I ain't buying into that. 
And back then, you had more after-school programs, geared towards showing if you're a young black male, you're going to be dead or in jail before you're 21, teenage dad by 17. Like, that ain't my life. I'm more than a statistic. So you go with all that bull job. I'm going to be awesome and doing something with my degree. I meant you get a company of, some, of something, but it ain't going to be what you're talking about. I ain't trying to raise no kids. 17? Hell no. <laughs> no. That's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> well, because it's almost a death sentence to a lot of kids at that point, you know, when they end up getting in that situation, their their life is completely different than, than what it could have been, mm-hmm. you know, at, the, at that point. So, oh, man. Well, yeah, I mean, so you so you started writing songs in 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 high school. And, I, you know, I know for me, because, again, what's interesting is, you know, I, I went off. I started learning how to play the guitar when I was in high school. And then I went okay. off. To, I went off to college, you know, and had all the heartbreak and the girl that broke my heart. And I wrote a bunch of sappy love songs that sucked. <laughs> but that was that was one of the, yeah, you've been there, right? But that was one of the ways that it helped me kind of process, right, a lot of what what was going on, because I'd kind of write this poetry or write these lyrics and then kind of sing it as a way to kind of help heal myself, you know, as I as I was going through a lot of these things. And, um, you know, one of your one of your songs that I think when when we talked before, so so tell me, tell me if I'm right in thinking about this, because you will not break me mm-hmm. one of your songs um what's this or well i i'm trying to think here maybe should should we play that for everybody first yeah, you then, go ahead. And, i mean i let's talk. get a backstory first maybe let's let's play it and then let's give okay. people the backstory because because like go i said ahead. what i so let me let me cue it up here because um like i said i want i want people to experience some of the music too so let's uh let me let me cue this up and i own all the music and copyright yep so we got all the copyright stuff good so nobody get mad at us but anyway so so here we go this is you will not break me off of um jle world so here we go i'll go down now go down oh look at that i did (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Well, that was weird. That was Jason's screw up. Here we go. All right, you will not okay. break me. Here we go. Next, next, next song. Here we go.
shed so many tears. Told me you love me. First chance you bounce. Question all things. Being a good guy. It ain't easy. Being J.O.L.E. How time flies when it falls apart. I'm picking up the pieces of my heart. So I get lost in this music. Till time ends. A broken heart.
right, so that is a great song on so many different levels that I want to tell you about, at least from I my perspective. <laughs> at least from my perspective. But give us give us some of the backstory on that because I know that <clears throat> that's a song full of emotion. Yeah. Um me and my wife separated. This was 2001, around February, she moved out April, 2001. I was going to the studio later that month. And right around this time, the song Purge that I recorded, my producer started cracking jokes like, you've been playing piano all this time? Like, I could have sworn I told him I took a piano class in Wayne State. <laughs> got a keyboard at the crib every time I... I started well, learning you can see the keyboard right here in the video, right? Yeah, I started <laughs> learning how to do the stuff I recorded to mimic almost making the song so I could just, we could just put in there here, test the time temperature, the time signature, the tempo, and he's like, everything is on. Man, you got me doing all the work, like, I could one, I told you I played piano, bro. I mean, this your equipment. I ain't trying to just be bogart. Like, man, you better start getting me out of the wheel, like, for real? <laughs> Man, that's the candy store you're talking about, baby. Let me give you hand. And it was the first song. He let me actually do everything. I'm like, wow, this is about to be awesome. So I just oh, started. Really? So you actually did more of the producing on that on yeah. that particular song too, hey? Yeah. Okay. That's the first time on the album where that song, I did everything. I'm playing the piano. Yeah. And when I played it, I closed my eyes because I had told him about we all we always pray before we record anything. And I just closed my ass like, Ooh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but we're going to put this in the song and I like, keep it moving because I got to finish this album. And then Key started playing. He like, oh, we're recording that. Everything I've been doing, oh, hold on, record, do it again. And before I know, I start coming up with the words like, well, at the time, you say stuff when you're mad on how you feel. And I felt words said was something to try to break me. So... I figured, nah, you ain't gonna break me. We we probably be looking at things totally different, but you ain't gonna break me. And I somewhat thought about well, maybe that might inspire somebody else, but it's more put all this in the song so I can keep it moving, finish the album. But when I let other people listen to it, uh, I let a dear high school friend listen to it. She cried like, yeah, I feel bad letting her listen to the song. <laughs> hey it's good art when people cry when they listen to it okay because there's 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 reasons for that it's good yeah i was kind of speechless but she explained like i mean the course you made for that can count for if you too tall and people pick on you if you overweight or you too skinny or anything you're dealing with you ain't gonna break me because god got me like you don't realize how powerful that would be for someone to hear it i'm like I was just writing about what I'm dealing with so I can keep moving. But looking on it now, like, I guess that would be that deeper meaning that would help others. Well, yeah. And so if I, if I heard you right, mm -hmm. that was that was pretty much a one take in the studio or, or when, when you were sitting was, down playing the piano. And let me see, I think maybe two. two I made all the music, then we formatted the song. I came up the chorus. And I think second time I had the words. Okay. Well, and you know, as a musician too, right? I mean, you, you know, there's some songs that you just dick around with for like months or years. 
and there's other songs that just kind of come right through, right? See, and, true. And, and when the they upper, come right through, they're usually, you know, you're having help from up above, right? See, I want to be more like Tupac because when I start watching some of the autobiographies or people talk about them, they're like, man, Pac come to the studio. Oh, I got this track in here. Here, go in here. Put some down. He go here. I'm like, he knocking out songs like that. Like, okay. When I first started the first album, it would take me a while to finish the song. Like, okay, we got to be able to. When you got four hours in the studio, you should almost have that song finished. You got to get on that level really serious on where you're trying to go, what you're trying to do, how you want to, what you're trying to put out to the world through that song so you can crank them out. Yeah. Actually, utilize your time, not just, okay, I think I want to go this direction the first hour, let's try this. And by 30 minutes left, okay, the music done, now come over the course, like, nah, man, we got to be, we had that done in the first hour, so we almost about to mix the song. And that was the first time where it was more getting through to it. Getting going, yeah. <clears throat> well, and I will tell you, it's it inspired me too, right? So now let me let me share with you why I why I think that's such a great song too, right? Okay. Because because exactly what you said, I think that's as you were talking beforehand, you know, about the chorus leading to the verses. That's a great example of this, mm -hmm. right? Where the chorus repeats the whole time through. And it's got a good message, right? You will not break me, you know, is, mm -hmm. is, is, is the main hook through the mm -hmm. whole thing. Because like you said, hey, everybody, all of us, right? There's people that are trying to break us. You know, I mm -hmm. got bullied for having big ears and being a nerd too, right? I mean, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, people are too fat, too skinny, too tall, too short, too whatever people are saying, right? Mm -hmm. and, and hearing that over and over again right so if somebody pops in that music and they just relax they calm their brain down a little bit as they're listening to that song you have repeated that term in the chorus enough that it will actually subconsciously help people reprogram their brain to give them hope and resolve to know that you're strong and you cannot be broken Okay. Right. You might not have even realized that, right? But yeah. <laughs> but, but that's in there. That's in there, right? Yeah. So so there's yeah. a there's a powerful way that just just even with people listening to that, they're gonna hear that. Now when you start the piano at the beginning too, there's a little bit of a dissonance in 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 the, the beat pattern of it. There's kind of like a little half step in the middle where it's like you're kind of expecting like where's the next note? Where's the next note? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So it so it, it it keeps people and that actually holds people's attention more. Right. A lot of people would be like, well, Jeff, you did that wrong. It was supposed to be like this. No, you did it right. Right. That's what came through. And then I love how you started off with the rap. You went to kind of the, you know, boys to menish kind of singing in the middle and then actually talking at the end. Right. So mm -hmm. I can actually visualize right you kind of processing and having a discussion with whoever's trying to break you you know mm -hmm. some of the other words i'm not a perfect man you know i mean some of the other other things that you put in there it's just like i can see why your friend cried because yeah if yeah. i were to sit if i were to sit down and listen to that song 
and focus on it when I'm trying to release something or I'm trying to, to get that strength, I would probably cry too. Right. Which to me means it's a great song, man. So thank you for putting that together. I appreciate it because I definitely didn't want to put it like, ah, oh, she sucked. Like, no, nah, I could do things better too. It ain't just one. Two people made something fall apart. You know, so I definitely want to put that in there where I could, maybe I could have did this or that better. It ain't just you. Mm-hmm. But some people tend to do that. No, nah, it ain't just them. Two of y'all got together. And if it ain't working, both of y'all are off a little bit. Yep. No, I was self So I love that song. I love that Appreciate. song. Appreciate um, The other one that I wanted to play too is Troubled Waters. Uh, <laughs> okay, so maybe if we can, maybe I'll, okay. I'll, pl- I'll play that and then we talk. You, you're laughing, so I'm hoping this is good, right? But yeah, uh, that, that's, that, that, that's awesome. That's awesome. There, there's probably another story behind that one as well. And I think for this one too, it's, it's, it's the, um, to me, it's kind of, it was a surprising the way, way that you put it together. And people will get this when you're, when you're listening to it, because when I first started listening to it, I like looked down and I'm like, am I listening to the right album? I know that's what I'm like. Am I in Ireland or Scotland? What the, what the hell's going on here? Right. Shout out to the over there. Good people. Shout yeah. Out to but them. I, but I think again, it's a great way of you kind of bringing in a lot of those other things to it as well. So so why don't we go through it, listen to that one real quick. Okay. And then I'd like to get kind of your take on, you know, kind of what was behind that one too. Sure. So here we go. If I can not fuck it up and actually get on the right track this time. <laughs> here uh, we go. There you Jumping, go. Jumping waters. Here we go.
is not. God covers you, walks with you, protects you. Someone's been praying for you, for your breakthrough. So reach out and take it. Work's not done till you find your purpose. So get after it. That's a great track too, man. Yeah. I love that, that one. I love that one. Appreciate that one. Always for songs that I do that's gospel inspired. They gotta be the hottest band because that's for God. So I definitely remember making that track. I wanted to make something that'll take you back to church, that'll talk about when you have adversity, how you deal with it, and a banging beat to go to it. Yeah, well, so, it does. I mean, it's it's got one of those where I mean, you can't you can't listen to that without wanting to rock or you know <laughs> do a little bit to it, right? Because you're because you're feeling the beat mm-hmm. of the whole thing, which is kind of you know melodic in in its nature, and it kind of again it kind of like hypnotizes us to help us yeah. like incorporate in. It sounds like a Scottish on that one too, man. I don't know where I was at. <laughs> I don't know, but I love it because because like I said, you know, you got like the little Scottish Scottish music going on, and then you come in on the rap, and I'm like, damn, I love that. <laughs> but, yeah, that, yeah, that was a classic. You know, but I think it's again, it's 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 an example of like the other song that we listen to, where you if, if people listen to that song. Right. And there we all experience troubled waters. Right. We all get in the choppiness of life, but, you know, they don't last for long. They make you strong. You know, someone's praying for you. Right. There's there's all these other little messages, like you said, that you're putting you're putting in there to help people realize, hey, those troubled waters are going to pass. It's okay. There's people around you. There's God above. There's people around you praying for you. There's people that got you, mm-hmm. right? It's actually going to make you stronger when yeah. when you go through it as well. Yeah, you never yeah. get that young because someone before you was born was praying you have a good life. Mm-hmm. So you you ain't you ain't in this alone to get to where you are. Anything you're trying to do. 
you can't forget about that. No, and I think that's why, you know, like you said, I, I don't know that we're, we're never alone, right? Even again, if it's God above, but there's, there's usually people in our lives and, and maybe they're a little on the outside, but you know, like that when you were, when you were growing up as a teenager, you lost your dad. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there were people, there were teachers, there were neighbors, there were other mm-hmm. people who were praying and rooting for you. Right. As mm-hmm. well. Right. There's always, always somebody around, I think, kind of cheering for, for all of us. Right. So anybody mm-hmm. out there listening, there's people cheering for you. Right. Yeah. There's people that want to help you. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I love that song. Yeah, and I definitely want to have that taking the church break in there. I had like I gotta have that. Give me a choir in there. <laughs> I feel like you and the, the pastor about to start speaking on something. Pay attention. <laughs> yep. Well, and I think it's it's um you know, because there's a lot of you, you know, I mean again, music is such a big part of religion in in, in general. I mean, if you look mm-hmm. at you know, a lot, a lot of the people, you know, like a Whitney Houston, where'd she learn to, to sing yeah, church choir, true. right? I mean, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, in one of the most, my dad was a pastor. Oh, your dad was a pastor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, you know, growing up kind of in that, in that setting as well. I mean, obviously music had a formidable part in your life at that point. But like you said, even as you kind of had gone through these adversities and you kind of knew where you wanted to go, it was a way to help kind of, you know, keep you motivated, keep giving you hope, help mm-hmm. you kind of, you know, retreat into that. Cause like you said, music kind of became your sanctuary. Yeah. I had put it down for a minute. Once I started, when I got into the business school, I'm like, you, you corporate now, you about getting your money. And then Jesus forgave me on my first album. My producer had put that track out and I heard it like, I need that. You need to write your autobiography on that track. You, you, I, I need, you, got, you got to do music and school, Jay. You can't just do one. The music is a part of you. And that got me back into music back in 2014. Okay. Well, I am glad that you got back into music. And I am grateful that you came on and talked about everything today. So, um, yeah, I mean, if people, you know, I, I know, like I said, your last album, JLE World, came out 2022 um i got it through apple but i'm guessing where you, people can get it uh, where, where's the best place for them to go go to get it amazon or any digital google play any digital outlet has it same okay. with jail experiences on all digital platforms too okay I'm really yeah. 2019 okay and that one came out in 2019 so you got two full albums that are actually out there um, mm-hmm. people can, can download and get into, but, um, mm-hmm. thanks for coming on, man. And I, uh, wow. a lot more respect and gratitude for you as a man. I knew you were a special guy anyway, when we, when we yeah. first met, mm-hmm. but, um, hearing more of your story, what you've overcome, the intention behind what you're trying to do with your music as well. Um, I just. I love people like you and, and, uh, you know, that are trying to make this world a better place. So. Yeah. Yeah. I've reached two books that are positive books as well to help people. And that's when I first talked about the suicide. Cause I ain't want to put that in there, but you gotta be obedient. 
to God. <laughs> yeah. Well, and so, you know, if people want to reach out to you again, they can go out to the music players, try to find, find your music that way. Mm-hmm. Um, how, if people want to reach out to you, how's the best way for them to reach out to you as well then? Um, they can reach out to me on LinkedIn, Jeffrey L. Edwards, or my Instagram, Middle Ground with JLE. Okay. You're on those two platforms. Fabulous. Well, anything else you want to, you want to share today before we, before we have to wrap for the day? Um, don't quit thinking that the impossible that in your head can't be possible. Put the work in and it comes true. It does, doesn't it? It's great advice. Great advice when you're living testimony to that as well, right? That you kind yeah. of had, had the vision. <laughs> The vision as a young man of where you wanted to go and you put in you put in a lot of hard work um, to get there. But yeah, do your dreams. We can all accomplish our dreams when we when we have them, when we put in the work for them. Can't mm-hmm. we? So thank you, man. And uh, excited to go listen to your music again. I got to go out back now and listen to some more of it. <laughs> you got the first album, bro. Check the I know. Well, I got the first album, too. Yeah, I downloaded both of them. But like I said, I was I was starting to listen because I know you you'd made reference to a couple of the songs, and so I yeah, those, and, those and I tell you now, when you listen, to Jesus forgave me. I was angry on the first verse because they kept calling me corny. <laughs> you sound too nerdy, Jeff. You gotta put some more to what you're saying. On emphasis, I'm like Jeff, they won't pop. Like okay, I got you. Uh, okay, play it again. You won't pop. I got you. All right, so now I gotta go that, listen. Now back. I gotta go listen to that one out back. Yeah, yeah he, 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 was, he was upset. <laughs> I got my respect. <laughs> well, thank you again, my friend. I'm sure we'll be talking again as well. Because, uh, yeah, I really love what you're doing and uh, and who you are. So, appreciate thanks, you, man. Rock on. Peace out. Show. Whatever. Great. All right, thanks, man. All right. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening. The fact that you listened to this entire episode means you got value and others will too. Do me a favor and leave a five-star review with comments and then share with others. You can also check out all of my videos on my YouTube channel and my website, jasonmefford.com. This podcast is primarily for education and commentary and does not represent professional advice. Views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.